0: Um, um, so, a few nights ago, I come home and, and what is my little family? And I sit down to this bed of spinach, but that's all right. That's all right. Praise the Lord. Um, I, uh, we're we're going to have an opportunity a little later because um, I want to hear. I've been hearing from different people throughout the past 21 days in regards to what this fast has done and um, what, what God has been revealing. Um, and, and so I'm going to do a little bit of a backup and, and, and so, you know, if you missed the the last couple of weeks, I encourage you, if you have iTunes, if you have podcasts, Google play, um, you know, those are on, on the phone, Phil, you, you could just look up, The Peak Community Church, and you can download our podcast. They're recorded every week. Um, Aside from that, if you're not technologically with the phone and and podcast and uh, um, iTunes and Google Play and all of that stuff, if you go to our website, um, there's a link right there that'll take you right into all of our uh, messages. And so you can uh, refresh yourself. But I'm going to give a little bit of a recap of what we've done within the past couple of weeks. And then I'm going to go into what we're going to concentrate on today. And then we're going to break this down and we're going to eat. And I'm looking forward to eating. Who's in with me? Come on. All right, so you're going to help me preach this real fast. <laughs> um, just in ways of announcements, very quickly. If um, contribution statements. We have contribution statements available and ready this morning. Except we don't have them in the envelopes and we have to print the labels. So next week we'll have them in envelopes and uh, with labels on them. However, they are available this morning. If you speak to my lovely wife, she'll be more than happy to provide them to you. (laughs) Um, If you're worshiping with us for the first time and you haven't connected with us, we have a connection card. If you could just, you know, fill out uh, the best way to contact you, whether email, um, text message, um, address, whatever information. Um, all of the information is destroyed once it goes into our church management software and it's safe um, and it's not shared. No mailing lists, nothing like that. In fact, we, we try to not do any type of mailings and we try to use email and social media and um, and, and we go down that route. Okay? Is there anything else? No? Are we ready? All right, food is on the way. We're going to get going. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. So, what was what was the theme uh, that we've been doing with the titles of the messages? Developing the resolve for real resolution. Developing the resolve for real resolution and as we entered into the new year and you hear about people wanting to do new year's resolutions and the gym memberships skyrocket and every machine is occupied and everything there is people just yeah they're doing it they're doing it they know what they want but in about four to six weeks gym is empty again People are paying their memberships and they're not going. People aren't following through. The dedication time that they wanted to give is no longer there. It's so easy to hit that snooze button. And so why do our resolutions so quickly fall by the wayside? And so the message that God has placed on my heart to share with you, the family of God, is, is that we need to develop the resolve for real resolution. And how do we develop resolve? How do we develop resolve? There's spiritual disciplines that we need to exercise so that we know that the things that we resolve to do, they're not they are not just, you know, uh, um, falling by the wayside. They're not going to come to a, a short-lived conclusion, but that they're going to have the staying power, the consistency to stand the test of time. It's not just for a few weeks, but it's, you know, through the course of the whole year. How can we stick to it? Amen? And so, um, one, of the, one of the themes of this is that it's the small things, the small things that we do that no one sees that results in the big things that everybody wants. Everybody sees the big things. Wow, look at Look at, he's, I mean, that's an athletic specimen. I mean, he's cut, he's diesel. I mean, he's got like 5% body fat. Like people turn around and they see that and say, I want that. But they don't see the work and the discipline that it takes to get there. And so all of a sudden they, you know, they, they envision it in their mind and they go to the gym and they do. It and all of a sudden they're sore, they're hurt. And about four or five weeks, forget it. Give me that burger, cheddar cheese with, and so, the Word of God has, teaches us that it all starts with our our thoughts, right? Because the Bible says that a man, as a man thinketh, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. Out of the abundance of the heart, the man speaks. And so, what we've got to do is we've got to transform. Right at the bar- at the bottom line, at the bottom root of this all, we've got to change our thinking patterns. If you've ever heard of Joyce Myers, she wrote a book that's called The Battlefield of the Mind. And it all starts in here. There's a fight and a struggle. And where does this fight and the struggle happen? It's basically by what we're influenced by. And remember that we're, we're, we've got gates that, influ- that, that enter into our hearts, into our soul. And so the things that we're ex- um, uh, um, exposed to, the things that we see the things that we hear and we listen to, the things that we speak and, and, and we allow spoken to us, all of these things wind up influencing us. It's in our hearts. It's in our souls. And so if we don't filter that, garbage in, garbage out. We're going to look like what we eat. So if that's true physically, hello. I, I'm looking stealth now. If that's true physically, if we are what we eat physically, we are what we eat spiritually. And what we allow to come in through the eye gate and the ear gate, the 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 music that we listen to, those lyrics that come through, you know, it, it amazes me. We have such a difficult time teaching our children how to read, but yet they can recite every lyric that's on the radio. And most of the lyrics that are coming over the radio, I mean, there's no censor to it anymore. Talk about object, you know, objectification of women. Talk about, you know, the gangster lifestyle. Talk about the drug use. Talk about promiscuous sexual behaviors that all go contrary to the word of God. But yet, this is the thing that we're piling down with the, uh, uh commercials on tvs the programs that we're watching the things that we're li- hearing the all of these experiences are creating a world view it's a world view and so what we got to do is we got to shut down the worldly influences and and turn up the spiritual influences amen we've got to turn around and start looking at the world through god's filter and what's god's filter his word it's His Word. We have it. When we open up that book, that book, His Word, should be the thing that we lift up and it should be the filter that we see through the world because nowadays we're living in a time where how do you decipher truth? There's a message that God is putting on my heart. Um, uh, um, it's truish. ish nobody, nobody really deals in absolute truth anymore. And I, 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 did, I did an experiment uh, this week. Incredible. But I purposely chose two different news channels to watch. And I watched them, you know, I watched the news channel, then, then, then the commercials, then the news channel, commercial, news channel, right? So three clips, and then I would switch. I would watch three c- clips from one that happens to be very right, and then I'd watch three clips of one that happens to be very left. The two opposite streams, the dichotomies, right? It's amazing, but the way they would paint it, the way they would paint the picture, the way that they would put it, it's almost, it, how can this possibly, how could they be speaking about the same? And, and so if we're going to find truth, we got to filter all that nonsense out and understand it's probably going to be somewhere towards the middle. Now, I got to tell you that if we're looking to find truth and we're looking to man for truth, we're never going to find it because you can point it and pitch it in whatever direction that you want to. Right. It's going to be biased at one point or another. Things are biased. So I'm here to declare to you that the way we need to look at it is is not through man's views. Not through the news channels or the networks. But Jesus is the one that said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes unto the Father except by me. So if we want to know truth, we first need to know Jesus. And when we know Jesus, that truth's got to be inside of us. And his word needs to be our filter so that then we can operate. Because the fact of the matter is, we render to Caesar what Caesar. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. And so whatever we need to do, we need to know that we're standing upon the rock that cannot be moved. You for Trump, you for Hillary, you for uh, Man, I'm from Jesus. I'm for Jesus. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And he's sitting on his throne. And my services, you know what? I'm patriotic and I love my country. Love my country. But I love my Lord better. I love him greater. My country did not die for me. Would I be willing to die for my country? Man, I went to military school. I, I did my things and in, 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 in my time. But the fact of the matter is, no one, no one, as much as I love my mother and as much as she has given unto me, my father, my family, my children, love them unconditionally. But what Jesus did for me, I live and die for him. And we ought to come to that place of recognition that Jesus is the only one that's worthy of our service. So how do, we, how do we change the way we think? How do we change the way we think, that dichotomy? For as he thinks in his heart, so he is. 2 Corinthians we shared last week, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are what? Not carnal. They don't belong to this earth. What are our weapons? Prayer and fasting, love unconditional. It says, but they're not carnal, but mighty in God. Our spiritual warfare is mighty in God for the pulling down of the strongholds that hold us down. What are some of the strongholds? Come on, depression, codependency, anxiety, worry, fear. Things that grip us, grab a hold of us, hold us back. God didn't come that we would be held. He didn't come to muzzle us. He came to deliver us, to set us free, so that we no longer have a muscle, so that uh, um, our nails are no longer clipped, but that we can, as a tiger, get into the arena and have an opportunity to be on the aggressor, to be on that winning side. So we take captive of any destructive thought that would exalt itself above God. Every imagination, every thought. How do you know when a thought that comes into your mind is exalting itself above God or it's one that's submitted to God? Huh? All right, Well, you think about the thought? Is it destructive? Is it edifying? Is what I'm thinking, does it line up with the word of God? If a thought comes into our mind that does not, and it happens all the time, Come on. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm on that highway too. And sometimes when someone cuts me off or when something, someone, mm, there's a scary place in here. And so, you know, I know if I'm doing it, we all need to be doing it. Identify the thought. Is this a kingdom thought or is this a worldly thought? And if anything that you see and can identify as a worldly thought, we have the opportunity to turn around and make a stand. Oh, devil, I rebuke you, get thee behind me in Jesus' name. I take this thought and I cast it down right now in the name of Jesus. And so we cast out these thoughts, we identify them, we cast them out, and what do we do? If we push something out, we got to push something in. And so we think about heavenly things, and we think about godly things and kingdom things, that what is true, that what is noble, that what is lovely, that what is kind. We think about the kingdom thoughts, and so we're filling kingdom thoughts now as we're pushing worldly thoughts out. There's a transition that begins to take place within our thoughts. And once our thoughts begin to change, what changes right after that? While we speak. If someone entertains a worldly thought, and they keep entertaining the same worldly thought, it's not long before they begin to speak about it, right? So I'm going to talk about it. Once I start talking about it, it's only a matter of time until I start doing it. We think it, we begin to speak it, and once we speak it, then we begin to do it. And then what we begin to do uh, consistently, right? Whatever we do consistently becomes our habits. Right? It becomes our discipline. Right? So, so now this is, this is where we're going. And so we look at the world through God's filter, which is his word. And so we know, we knew that as we entered into this fast 21 days ago, the purpose of the fast is to starve the flesh and feed the spirit. Right, you starve the flesh of the worldly influences. That means we shut down the TV, we shut down the radio station. Rather than listening to that, you know, booty, we we turned on to what K Love, and we began to listen to music that was uh, uh, um, uh, uh, worthy and and would exalt God and edify God, and we began to change there, the small things that nobody sees, that winds up giving us. The big results that everybody wants, man. I wish I was. I wish I could speak like Pastor Rob. He knows the word. He, it didn't just happen. There was a transition that took place, and so what I want to encourage you, family, is to go through that transition. We starve the flesh, we feed the spirit, so that the spirit man becomes stronger than the flesh. The things that 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 we want most become greater than the things we want. Now, we develop self-discipline. That's going to be a word that we're going to discuss today. We learn to say no to the desires. You want to break addictions? You want to break the spiritual chains? And Jesus said in our passage of Scripture in Matthew that this can only come through prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. And fasting's got to become a lifestyle of the believer. Not something that we just do once, but anytime that you have uh, uh, an objective, any time that you need a release, a miracle of God, whenever you feel that you're kind of off balance, at any moment in time, as God puts it on your heart, you can fast. Pick a day. Tuesday, I'm going to give up a meal and I'm going to replace that meal, that physical meal, and I'm going to replace it with a spiritual meal. God's word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so what we do when we're Opening up the word of God and studying his scriptures is that we're feeding the spirit, we're giving the nutrition to the soul while we are weakening the flesh. Hallelujah! It increases our spiritual awareness. We get to beat up the flesh, you you know, it's almost like the boxer that's up against the ropes boom, boom, just taking his, taking his, breaking it down. You break down the flesh. So that then the spirit man can rise up. And we give it to spiritual development. Exercising the resolve for real long-term resolutions. That will take you to your destiny. Because the things that you consistently do. Your habits will determine where you're going to go. Amen. All right, so Psalm 104.34 says, May all my thoughts be pleasing to him, for I rejoice in the Lord. Thoughts come from the heart. The thoughts translate to words. Proverbs 18.21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So we can either speak life into somebody or we can speak death. We can curse or we can build up. And it takes a lot more effort and it takes a lot more work to build a man than it does to destroy him. And I can tell you because, you know, very quick, it, 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 it's easy to break a man down if you know where to hit, if you know how to move. It's easy to break a man down. But to build him up, what's God's? The breakdown or the build up? It's the build up. He's an architect, he's a builder. So if we're created in his image and in his likeness, we have to purpose in our hearts to become co-creators alongside of God and begin to build and edify and not destroy. Amen? So we purpose it to speak life. And the more that we're filled with his word... And the less we're filled with this world, the radio, TV, food, dependencies, conversations that are not a, a godly or kingdom, all of those influences. When we speak God's word, do you know what you do? Every time you speak God's word, do you know what you do? You create faith. You create faith. When you can empty yourself out of yourself, empty me, less of me more of you when i have more of him and i begin to speak his word rather than my own words we create and build faith the bible says faith comes by hearing and by hearing of the word of god so when you speak it and somebody else hears it inside that person you're developing and creating faith hallelujah So, our thoughts become our words, our words become our actions, and actions become our discipline. Discipline. And that's what we're going to speak on today. That was my intro. Oh my God, I need to eat. (laughs) Gerard's looking at me like that was the intro. (laughs) All right. So... I want to speak a little bit about discipline, and I'm not going to be long this morning, um, but I wanted to build it up, and so I wanted to take the time to walk through what we've already gone and, and built on, and now I want to build on that, because now what we're going to talk is about our actions. And discipline, not unlike the discipline that, you know, corrective action when you get the bow-bow, but discipline in regards to a branch of knowledge, typically one studied in higher Education, and so you, people have certain disciplines, medical disciplines, psychological disciplines, theological disciplines. My discipline is uh, uh, theology and speaking of spiritual things. and so discipline is choosing between what you want now and what you want most, what you want now and what you want most. Romans. Chapter 7 says, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I can't carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. Man, this I keep doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it. But it is the sin living in me that does it. What a wretched man that I am. Who will rescue me from this subject of death? Here's the response. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. So with and through Jesus, real change is possible. In Jesus, in me, is stronger than my appetites. Huh? Do I love the Lord more than I love that triple cheesecake with strawberry filling and the whipped cream, that homemade whipped cream? Do I love Jesus more than that? Do I love Jesus more than my financial portfolio? Do I love Jesus more than the clothes I'm wearing? Huh? These are the questions. Through our fast, we can secure that we are capable of making the right choice regarding what I want now over what I want most. And so the fast has given us and brought us to a position of self-discipline, has given us and strengthened us because if we were able to tell our belly no when we really wanted to say, yes, it sounds so simple, right? It just sounds so, but, but. Their gods were their what? Bellies. It's the lust of the flesh. It's the first one that's pronounced. If we can overcome the flesh, it starts there. Overcoming the flesh. And when we overcome the flesh, we gain and exercise the self-control to then be able to say no when the temptations come. Huh? When we have when an opportunity, a financial opportunity may be afforded to you, but it means sliding somebody. Hold on a second. Mm. No. I'd rather take the loss and, and, and hold on to the integrity of my word and who I am. God blesses that. Businesses grow and increase based on that. What you do... When, when 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 the going gets tough is gonna make all the difference in the world. How do we discipline that? Through prayer and fasting, so that my actions, my training is t- to that to win. First Corinthians nine twenty-four states, Do you not realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. If you're going to be in the race, you're going to want to run to win. You're in competition to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. An eternal prize prize and Paul was speaking in this particular chapter to the people at Corinth and Corinth they had the Isthmian games which was huge very patriotic everybody was doing it and these athletes would train themselves and discipline themselves in order to run this race and some of the things that they would do is they would go on strict diets they would have no wine they would you know uh, um work out and exercise uh in in, in a strict fashion um they would Say no to the things that they wanted to do because they knew that in 10 months they had this race to run. And they ran and competed to win. They would put themselves in extreme temperatures. They'd they'd run in extreme cold so that they can become conditioned against the elements. They would run when it's extremely hot so that they can condition themselves against the elements so whatever the condition was the day of the race that they would be conditioned and disciplined to be able to run through it. And family, we as spiritual beings, what Paul is saying, that we are here running the race of faith. And if we're going to run this race, we ought to be running this race as one who is running to win. That we are running this race and we are exercising the spiritual nature to be disciplined to withstand the race. So we run to win. You ever notice um basketball game? Anybody like basketball? Yeah, a little bit, some. You ever notice when basketball, the, you know, they come out, they got their jumpsuits on, but right before they begin to play, they take their pants, almost like, you know, ho. Oh. <laughs> they, they strip their pants right off, right? The, the, the shirts come right off. Here's what, here's what the word of God says, that, that we would strip, let us strip off everything that hinders us from running the race. Strip ourselves from everything so these athletes would basically undress and unrobe. Anything that would hold them back, they would take off so that they can run the race. And so What are some of the things that hinders us from running the race? Hatred, animosity, resentment, dependencies, doubt, fear, pride. They, they do it to ruin a prize that's fading away. But we do it for an eternal prize. For an eternal prize. You know what they ran for? It wasn't like a big gold trophy. It wasn't this whole thing. You know, you know what they ran for? <laughs> get ready. For a wreath. <laughs> like throw on a bunch of leaves. I, I'm, like I'm going to train for 10 months. I'm going to go through all of these extremes. So at the end of it I can go and get. A wreath. Leaves. Guess what's going to happen to those leaves in about a week? They're going to they're wither away. The Bible says that, that, that the, flowers fa- the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of God stands forever. Forever. And what we are racing towards and what we're doing is a forever thing. It's not a temporary thing. It's not something that's going to slip away, but we build legacies throughout the short period of time that we're here. We're given an opportunity to create and to build. And so my question to you, church, is what do you want most? Ask yourself. Think about it. What do you want most? You know, because if a person wants to lose weight and get in shape, maybe maybe the thing that they need to do in order to get that is hire a trainer. Put money where your mouth is. If you're financially Uh, 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 Invested into something maybe you won't be so quick to hit that snooze button Hmm So what are the things that you need to do you want to get closer to god? Well, how about starting a new devotional? Dedicate the first 10 minutes of your day into prayer and into the word of god when you're over your cup of coffee Commit to a small group Throughout the course of the week, here at the peak, we do Tuesday nights, we got connect groups. Thursday night, we got systematic Bible study. Friday night, youth outreach. Saturday morning, men's fellowship. Sunday, we're here. But there are things that are available throughout the course of the week. So if you want to increase your spirituality, it's like it's like the lotto. It's like the lotto. You got to be in it to win it, baby. Huh? Where's your dollar? <laughs> You want to, you know, fellas. One of the hardest things I know, uh, speaking through a lot of guys. You know, pornography. Things are so available. So you know, this internet thing is is so easy. So easy. How do you how do you how do you break from that? Maybe you need to put a blocker on on, on your on, on your uh, um, web browser. To block certain adult sites. Maybe, maybe you need to have an accountability. Cancel Cinemax. Do the things that you need to do. It's the small things. People don't think about it because it seems so small. But it's in that small thing that's gonna set forth a course of actions like a domino effect to take you to where you wanna go. Your actions. Your actions. Strengthen your relationships. Huh? How about committing to a date night? Last Friday of every month. You know what? Date night. I don't care about the kids. I don't care about the family. Nobody's gonna interrupt this. But Friday night, last Friday, mm-hmm. Candlelight dinner. It's going on. How do you she's looking at me all twisted because for us and our family, every night is day night. Hey, baby. <laughs> We must choose what we want most over the things we want now. And that takes a grown-up, that's a grown-up decision. You know, uh, the Bible says when I was a child, I thought like a child. I acted like a child. I did childish things. But when I became a man, I had to put off childish behaviors. Childish behaviors is really being able to say no. When everything inside of you wants to say yes, but no when that menu comes around and you open it up man you know them the plates and those entrees but you know what i'm going to go with the smart choice i'm going to go with the healthy choice how do you do that prayer and fasting and what we consistently do what we consistently do it becomes our habits it becomes our habits and what and if we can have healthy we all have habits we all have habits If you think you're not disciplined to something, think about what you're disciplined to do. Maybe you're disciplined to hit that snooze button. Maybe you're disciplined to, you know, watch your TV shows. Maybe Maybe your disciplines are not the healthiest disciplines and you need to make some decisions in regards to changing your disciplines to being those that are going to be beneficial to you. And so my prayer has been through these past 21 days as, as we've entered into this fast that God would move and reveal himself. That we as individuals would increase in our spirituality and relationship with the Lord. Because I believe that God is calling this church for big things within this community. He is moving in a way that is is nothing short of miraculous. The impact that we're having in this community, how people are speaking about the work that's taking place on the peak. And look at us, we're we're not a big church body. We're, We're probably about 50, 60. If we're all here together at the same time, we're about 50, 60. And this 50 or 60 has already... You know we we've fed the homeless um, a, a, and at the Valhalla shelter not once but twice Thanksgiving and Christmas we did the Christmas in a shoebox sixty shoeboxes sixty kids we blessed we've come alongside of our youth outreach and you see what they're doing and this is just a this is just a culmination I mean when we get when you get into our groups and into our talks and our discussions and you hear these young children opening up by the things that they're being forced with. God is moving in and through this work. And that's just that's just I, I'm you know we we're, we're 4 months in. Do you realize that? We're 4 months from our launch. And yet what's to come. You know, um, it, I'm just excited to see what God is going to do in and through this work. But it all starts with making a decision. It all starts with something small. And if we take this moment in conclusion this morning, family. It starts with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. If you don't know him as the living word of God. How can you possibly think that your heart and your thoughts are going to change? They can't. You're going to be influenced by the world. But in acknowledging And in asking Him to enter into our hearts, God, take the sin and take this nature, take all of the guilt and all of the shame of all of the things that I've ever said, of all of the things that I've ever done. My God, and if you could really, really wipe that slate clean and release me from that burden of guilt and, and deliver me, oh Father God, from the shackles of shame that's upon me and bring me to a higher place, Lord. I invite you into my heart right now. And that's the starting point, family. And if that's your prayer this morning, and if that's where you're at, I want to encourage you to come and talk to me after this service because I want to give you some resources. I want to pray for you individually that that God will keep what he's doing. And for the rest of us who who have already done this and, and, and opened ourselves up unto the Lord, Through him, we can do all things. All things. He will strengthen us. And so today is the day that we surrender. Is he knocking at your door? I pray right now, Lord God, that you would give us the discipline to be able to tell our bodies what it should do and not what it wants to do. That our habits become spiritual habits. And so we pray, Lord God, Jesus, it is with your help that I can choose what I want most over what I want now. Let the small things that we decide here this morning bring forth the big differences, oh God, that everyone else can see. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Uh, did you guys? Did you guys get something out of that? Was that? Was that all right? Yeah, all right. Remember, it all starts with the thoughts. Let's 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 gear our thoughts and, and line it up with the Word of God, and and we start there and watch what God begins to do we we no longer desire to do the things that we used to do all of a sudden it's like new desires come into our hearts and it's possible and and, and it's there and I'm like the poster boy so so um we're going to we're going to take this opportunity I'm just going to uh bless this meal as, as we get ready is it are, are we set up in the kitchen are we are we ready come on tell us we're ready tell, tell give me the high sign Paul <laughs> Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to bring out – we're going we're gonna to clear out these chairs. We're going to bring out some tables. We're going to set up um, stations. Uh, we're, we'll have set up – we've got two six-foot heroes, um, Italian combo, American combo, um, chicken cutlet. We've got curly fries. We've got some chicken nuggets. We've got Italian um, uh, macaroni salad. We've got regular uh, macaroni salad. We've got beverages. And so we're going to put all of this thing out, and we're going to just, you know – Start devouring some food. So, Lord Father, I just pray your blessing upon this meal. I thank you, God, for giving us the the opportunity to come together as a family. And, And, Lord Father, I thank you for giving us the strength and the discipline to get through these 21 days. And I just ask, Lord God, that you would move as you have revealed yourself. As you have spoken unto us, you've given visions and dreams. Lord Father God, I've heard the testimonies. I pray, Lord God, that this, it would not stop here. But even as we break this fast, Lord God, that it would be a new plateau for us to build upon. I ask this, Lord Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. And God bless you, my sister. (laughs) All right, let's see what we're going to do with this food.